Good morning, or whatever time it is for you, wherever you're at. It's morning for us. My name's Tyler. I'm your host, and welcome to Real World Podcast. I'm here with Scott and Bobby Schutte, who tackle real issues in a real world, mending the gap between boomers and millennials. How's it going, guys? Hey, good morning. How are you guys today? Good morning. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, good you know, morning. You know what's funny is... Um, what Tell I wanted me, to, what's funny? <laughs> well, what I wanted to share was just... I don't know about you both, but for me, and I think so many people are, are experiencing that during this time um, of COVID-19, it's like like some days are good, some mm-hmm. days are not good. Like, like the emotions are kind of like all over the place on mm-hmm. this and depending on any given day, how you're feeling about life and everything. I mean, um, just, I mean, and then you get through that. You know, uh, pretty quickly for me. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you just kind of wake up that way. Mm. And I was thinking about this podcast and thinking, you know, I don't really get a lot of feedback on it. I get some. Um, but, you know, I, I'm trying to remember back. I was trying to think of, and I really can't remember the, the number, but I used to listen to Kiss FM back in the 80s, primarily sure. when I was commuting to Orange County and L.A. County. Casey Kasem. Um, actually, Rick Dees. Oh, Rick Dees. Rick Dees and Rick Dees. In the used, morning. Rick Dees in the morning. Yeah, it was so fun. I used. I just so loved Rick Dees in the morning. He, he was so much fun. But um, he used to say he had so many listeners. It was either three listeners or seven listeners or something like that. And I don't know what, what it came to me. It's like, do we have seven listeners? You know, on this <laughs> podcast. And then I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter if mm. we do this just for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I know your dad really loves hearing yeah. it Scott and um and I know there are others and you know Pam Hire I just love you you are such a supporter of this program she's always posting it on her personal pages mm. to promote it and and she commented yesterday she had listened to the last one um that was released yesterday mm-hmm. and that one was on um what was that on that was on goodness what was the one we released yesterday i'm sorry i can't even remember by the time you hear this it's going to be a different time anyway was it the trinity no No. it was it was the fruit of the spirit and gentleness it was on gentleness yes (laughs) it was on gentleness and she said she just and she bought the book that you referred um oh gosh i my memory is so bad that you recommended and she bought it um, on Kindle on Amazon and she was just so thrilled and she said she just relates to us, mm. both of us, mm. you know? And um, so I just, I just appreciate her. So I was, I wasn't really having a pity party or anything like that about it. Um, I mean, we do ask for your feedback and, and I get it. We're just all so busy or just, we, we have our own lives to live and we're off in so many different directions, but um we hope that you give us a listen while you're in your car driving or you're cleaning the house or whatever. Yeah, it's not a great uh, time for podcasts right now because there's so much less driving and that's where that's most true. people listen to podcasts. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But we do know that you are listening and we do thank you, loyal listeners. Especially Pam. Especially Pam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember. What book did we recommend um, in that it, episode? It was, um, I can look it was up Was it here. On Gentleness? Or no. was that when we talked no. about the Bible project? I, I believe it was, yes. It, it was the one on hermeneutics, and I'm going to find oh, it. Oh, one so of the hermeneutics while, books. Yep. It was, it was the one with the cartoons, the... Oh, yeah. The, oh, the Bible project. Bible project, yeah. yeah. So. That's awesome. So they're a great resource for sure. I believe that was it, so I'm going to... But I'm going to look it up while you're... While I'm talking? While you're talking. Well, I guess i got to figure out what I'm going to say then. Uh, you my, can just pull a, a JFK... And you can just say things while you think of what to say. Oh, you just keep talking until you figure out what you're going to say. Well, what he did specifically, he had a, uh, he had a little like, uh, phrase that he used at the beginning of every response. Like someone would ask him a question and he would say, let me say this about that. And that was his way of like giving himself a three second buffer, a couple of seconds to just collect his Mm. thoughts. So, so I, I found it, it was the Robertson's word pictures in six volumes. Oh, that was yeah, me. That I was you that, that you recommended yeah. that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's honestly Robertson's word pictures. I love. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. What's interesting to buy the hard copies. It's like a hundred bucks, but you can get it on Kindle for less than 10. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The electronic copies are most of the time way yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Because you don't have the cost of any of the material, right? right. And Which it's, is, and it's so much easier because yeah. you can search. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right. you can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd have to flip through like an encyclopedia like the days of old, and we ain't about that life. <laughs> do you remember the days of old? I remember an writing... Encyclope- do you mean index? Yeah. No, encyclopedias. Uh, well, I mean, there's but, not an encyclopedia for Robertson's word pictures. Oh, well, so. there should be. Right. <laughs> but there is an index at the back of the <laughs> right. book, which was the equivalent right. of searching through a book. Yeah. But so do you remember those days of I doing remember your we reports used to have, on yeah. encyclopedia? Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah. I paid like... Like 2500 bucks for those encyclopedias. I'm so glad oh, I don't yeah. have to use encyclopedias anymore. Right? I kind of, on it genuinely, I, I, I got rid of all of my physical books. Um, I had a lot of, of uh, you know, biblical commentaries and theology books. And uh, honestly, I just don't use them anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I gave them to a CBU student who was graduating and going into ministry. I was like, here you go. Like... Mazel tov. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mazel tov. Oh that reminds me of the wedding. No, wedding not, singer. Yeah. yeah no, the, not the wedding singer. It was, but yeah, yeah, it was wedding, wedding singer. singer. Yeah. Okay. Adam Sandler. I was thinking initially, was it Wedding Crashers? But it's no, Wedding Singer. Very yes. different movies. Very different <laughs> movies, yes. But uh, but I have to admit, I like them both. <laughs> yeah, they're both funny. So I don't really feel like I would want to uh, like buy more physical books ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah. But the one thing that I would... I legitimately would buy a set of encyclopedias. Like, I just, I know. Well, the thing is, is like... uh, I'm like the exact opposite. I would buy some books, but I would never buy another set of encyclopedias. Well, the thing is, is, uh, you know, and I'm borrowing this from something else, but like, I think it's a really good point that, uh, you know, today, like, you just have to, you, you have to know what you're looking for you know, you, when you Google something, right. That's you, true. You can't just like, you can't, you can't happen you, upon information. Right. Like you can't, you know, pull down the M volume, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to look up mallard and then end up finding out that, you know, mallet was, uh, you know, and reading about that incidentally, yeah. you know, like that, yeah. that just doesn't happen. Right. You have to, you have to really know what you're looking for and, and you're only going to find that information. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I like, stumbling upon information i think wikipedia has like a random option oh really yeah mm-hmm. like you kind of like a urban dictionary like you can find like a random word no you but can because uh, i have oh <laughs> on urban dictionary no i mean oh. on wikipedia <laughs> i was like i'm surprised you used urban dictionary on wikipedia <laughs> no i have used urban dictionary before mm. though i'm trying to figure out what all the cool kids are saying exactly because yeah. i'm very uncool <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Scott, I gave you a long buffer. What's going on in your life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of anything great. Uh, life's going good. Uh, still working. Uh, so that's great. Yep. That's a great. I, I have yeah. a lot of stuff to do at work, which is nice. I know some people don't. So that's a blessing. Um, have a girlfriend. She's cool. Uh, kind of getting tired of everything being closed and yeah. not being able to yeah. do everything. Especially but. with a girlfriend, right? I mean... We're finding ways still, but sure. But still, it would be fun to be able to go places, you know, like the movies, like Disneyland, like you know what I mean. Go to the beach without having to wear a mask. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I for sure. I was at the gas station yesterday and just kind of thinking about all the things that I would like to do, and I am definitely getting a Disneyland pass again once it reopens. Like I haven't wanted one you for and a couple. Five hundred million people. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. So many people. I mean, truly, I mean, I have a friend who has a son who's disabled and the thing that brightened his day was they went to Disneyland every Sunday Mm. and it really helped him. And it's like, I don't know what they're doing now. Mm. And, And it's like, there's so many things we just don't think about, like the impacts of all of this closing down from, from a medical standpoint, you know, um, that's that's kind of my my big concern right now is just looking forward the impacts of COVID nineteen outside of the virus itself the the mental health aspects and just you know people that are electing to not move forward with taking care of other medical concerns because for fear mm-hmm. of contracting the virus mm-hmm. and so I think doctors are really trying to encourage people to step it up you know to to come back to them now because you know they could be jeopardizing their health. Because of that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Did Disney uh, refund people who had passes or did they just like prolong how long they could go? I or are they heard. just taking the money and saying, sorry, we're closed? 
I haven't heard. I know that they did open the one up. Is it in Japan? Is it, oh, really? Yeah. The, is it Japan? I'm trying to remember where they are. I know there's one in France. Um, I think it's Japan. Uh, yeah, I, I would guess it's, it's, it's Japan. that one. It's, yeah. it's that one. They, they opened it up about a month ago. Maybe I think weeks? it's their smallest park. Probably. Mm. Yeah. But they did open it up. Well, there you go. Yeah. Heard it here. Probably not first, but. Well, maybe you did hear it first. Maybe you did hear it I mean, first. That's true. You heard it first here. I heard it first here. I heard it first here. I'm sure at Look least some of our listeners have heard it first here. Yeah, heard it here first if you heard it here first. <laughs> well, uh, let's jump into our, our core conversation today. Uh, we've been sort of working our way backward through uh, the fruit of the spirit, uh, mm-hmm. which is found in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. And uh, so I think at this point we're on uh, gentle uh, <laughs> faithfulness. Faithfulness. Yep. Gosh, I <laughs> I almost always when uh, you know because when at some point when I was a kid I I committed this this to passage of scripture all. to memory, yeah. but every single time I always miss one of them, and I think it's always faithfulness. Yeah, most most people mess up on faithfulness. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little joke there. <laughs> You've had better. <laughs> I know. I know. You know what? I, I just I love think these guys. I memorized these when I was in like third or fourth grade, and I definitely, mm. I definitely couldn't tell you them all in a row right now. <laughs> on a on a slightly related tangent, uh, <laughs> I uh, I just wanted to say I to this day the only way. I can remember the Ten Commandments is by singing the the children's like memory song in my head. That's awesome. Like to this day, I never like, learned that one. Like, I never if, learned that one if, either. If if, if you can were you like, sing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's come on, people. Don't we want him to see? This? Come on, Tyler. <laughs> let's hear you. No. Let's hear it. It's it's too early in the morning for uh, that. Yeah, for me. it's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I mean, it's funny. Like when you learn these things as a kid, mm-hmm. the way they stick. That's you know how what? I stuck with all the books of the Bible. Yes. I was learning them in a song. Right. And I, same thing for Psalm 23. I had to learn it for church in mm-hmm. um, third or second grade. And I've always remembered it. And I know my dad was like, my dad's memory for that kind of stuff. Like he remembers like all of this poetry that he had to read when he was in school. And he can read off like, you know, like he can do the Gettysburg Address, which is awesome. But he can do just a number of poems that he learned. He also knows how to say, I have a headache in French. <laughs> he does. Because <laughs> he said it to me like a thousand times when I was taking <laughs> French in high school. Oh, goodness. It is amazing how our, our minds mm-hmm. change. In fact, to be honest with uh, you all, I was prepared for a different Fruit of the Spirit mm. this morning. Mm. Um, and that's because my memory is bad. Mm. Yes. Well, was it know. was it memory or was it you just didn't realize that that was the next one no you know it's funny i thought we specifically said we were gonna um talk about goodness that's what i remembered mm. um, we might have i might have messed up i don't know but then when i looked at the fruits of the spirit i realized well, i the just next thought we were going backwards well we yeah. are we are going backwards through so i should have texted you to say hey which one are we doing but whatever it's all good it's all good yeah it's this all is good. just conversational this anyways. is conversational you know we've never claimed to be experts in anything so um, you know, we just hope that you enjoy. I'm an know, expert in not being an expert. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you do it like it's your job. I do it like right? it's my job. Like, oh, that's not expertise at all. And this kind of <laughs> just comes back to what I was sharing earlier. It's like, you know what? This is just conversational. This is just us, you know, talking to each other and trying to just relate to each other. Um, and I and while people aren't in their cars as much, people are home. And if you're making dinner or cleaning out a closet or whatever it is you're doing, you know, listen to us and we're just yeah. having a conversation. Feel free to talk back at us. You Absolutely. might be a crazy person, but <laughs> feel free to talk back at us. Right. Throw things at mm-hmm. the phone, whatever. So uh, going to our fruit of the spirit, then faithfulness, um, even though you didn't prepare anything for it, what are you, what are your, what's your like gut thought or reaction on faithfulness? Um, my gut on faithfulness is whatever it is that you believe, whatever it is that you stand for, um, you commit to it fully. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a real simple um, summary for me. I know that yeah. sounds pretty simple, but 
Yeah, faithfulness is one of those um, great traits that we see. Dem- I mean, we see all of these things demonstrated by God. Um, but when I think of faithfulness, I think of um, God with the Israelites in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. where Israel was consistently doing wrong and breaking their covenant with him, but he consistently still was faithful to them and, and was consistent to, to forgive them and, and do what he said he was going to do. Um, and so uh, I also think of the prophet Hosea. Uh, and so if you don't know th- this story, but the book of Hosea is there's this prophet of, of God. He, he's an Israelite and God commands him to marry a prostitute. And so this guy marries a prostitute and he has kids with her and she just continues to be unfaithful to Hosea, Hosea his whole life. And God says, uh, your wife is like Israel to me. And so like he used Hosea's life as like an example of faithfulness. Like, Hey, you have to be faithful to her, like continue to be faithful to her, but she's not going to be faithful to you. And says like, this is what our relationship, my relationship with Israel is like. And so that's just like a powerful statement of, of faithfulness. And also there's a, a very large connotation of trustworthiness when it comes to faithfulness, like kind of what you said, doing what you say you're going to do. Like if I put my word to it or I say something like I'm going to do, I'm going to fulfill that thing. And your word is your bond, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that seems lost in the world anymore. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. In so yeah. many ways, I that has always been... It's kind of like, you know, like we all have a thing. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really, ch- I am really challenged it with people that lie to me. Mm. Like, you can tell me things that I don't want to hear. Is that why you didn't like me when I was a kid? That's why I didn't like Scott when he was a kid. I lied all the time. <laughs> no, but it really, it's kind of like how we all have a thing. I, I, I can't. Oh, yeah. I really uh, struggle with that. And, it's, yeah. I really struggle when somebody, I can tell. I think that I've been given the gift of discernment and I can tell when somebody's lying to me and you know, they're just basically what they're trying to do is just save face because they can't face me to tell me the truth. And I would rather them tell me the truth and it'd be something that is even very hard for me to hear. And frankly, I understand, I know who I am and I know sometimes I need to be told something that I may not want to hear, but I would rather hear that because that basically tells me you care about me enough that you're willing to be honest with me because you want me to improve or you want me to grow. Um, so for people that just kind of take the easy way out, that's for them. Like, cause they don't want to have to face it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to deal with it. And I struggle with people like that. I, that's kind of why we're doing this podcast. Like, it's like, you know, we really, it's like real world podcasts. This is real issues that we go through every day. Um, trying to deal with real world issues. I know that we, our focus has changed a little bit. We're kind of, we've shied away from the controversy during the current time period because we know there's kind of enough struggles going on for so many people right now that we don't want to, I don't know, just kind of go into areas that might be really controversial. Um, but I think there's still very interesting things that we're discussing and we're all f- affected and impacted by all of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to keep in mind too, as we have with the previous um, fruits of the spirit, that the fruits of the spirit are byproducts of relationship with the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so once again, when we're talking about wanting to grow in these things, um, first and foremost, we start with an invitation to the Holy Spirit to to build relationship with him um, and, and work on it that way. And I think sometimes... Um, we we struggle with these things because we forget how uh, these have been done to us. And so uh, if you find yourself struggling with faithfulness and you are a believer, um, think about how faithful God is to us when, when we sin and his faithfulness and forgiving us every time. Like he said, like if you confess your sins and you turn away, like I will be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And like God's faithfulness is unfailing. Like he does what he says every time. And it may not be in our timing. And I think that's one thing that's really important when I think about the Exodus and, you know, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. And a lot of that had to do with the lack of faithfulness. Right. But he, God was faithful, Mm -hmm. but they weren't. 
right? Ultimately, they, they were after 40 years, but how, how they complained, like he provided food every day, but it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the manna wasn't good enough. They needed to have the garlic and the whatever else. I'm sorry, and my memory's not so good, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. the various fruits and vegetables and so forth that they really craved. And But he was faithful in providing them with food, and I think we kind of go through that ourselves. We want things our way. Um, we want to treat him like a vending machine and put in our order and expect it to come out the way we want it. And that's not, that's really not what we should be asking for. We should be asking for what do you will for us, Lord? And we know that whatever he has for us is going to be so much greater than what we want for ourselves. I think too, looking at faithfulness, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's easy to be faithful to someone who's faithful to you. And it's hard to be faithful to someone who's not faithful to you. Um, And then I look at, God is our example and he time and time again proves faithfulness is something that's in his character. It's something that it's just a part of who he is and he does it because he can't deny himself of that. And so it's, it's something that I think we need to look at in ourselves. It kind of reminds me of, and this is a little bit different, um, but Jesus talking with the Pharisees and he says, how many of you guys, when, uh, your child asks you for bread would give him a stone or, um, you know, I don't remember what the other one he says. And he says, give him a snake instead. And they're like, no, of course, like we love our kids. Like we would give them good things. And he says, how much more than would your uh, father in heaven give good gifts? And it's kind of similar. Like Mm -hmm. faithfulness is easy to reciprocate with people like we love. And it's, uh, sometimes more difficult to reciprocate with people that we don't. And, um, yeah, I think we have to constantly look at God for our example in those things. You know, I think we need to constantly look at God for everything. And faithfulness, um, you know, we have to read his word and we have to get that confidence and that trust in the Lord. And we do get that by reading his word and seeing how faithful that he was, right? It's We just kind of lose it down here. Um Every single day, as we've talked about in the past, you know, we've got to pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon us so that we can act according to his goodness, his faithfulness, not not ours, because we're not. And, and, and when I think about faithfulness, I do think about marriage, and you talked about relationship, and mm-hmm. um, truly and ultimately it's about our relationship with the Lord. But when I think about faithfulness, I do think about a a marriage here on earth between a man and a woman and um, how faithfulness is so critical in that. And, and that is, that starts from the time that you commit to each other. And um, it saddens me when I look at the divorce rate today and how easily people are, I don't know, they're just like led astray one way, you know, one way or another. And, um, to me, faithfulness in a marriage, it all comes down to that commitment. And it's kind of what we talked about in the beginning is like that loyalty and that faithfulness to each other, regardless of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that's the same way with our relationship with the Lord, regardless of the circumstances is like, you know, he said, and as we learned in James is to count it all joy, right? Regardless of the circumstances that we're in. And uh, right now, I know so many people are struggling during this time of COVID-19, the coronavirus, and um, but we need to keep looking at the Lord and his faithfulness. Yeah, and faithfulness, um, along with a lot of these things, we have to allow these things to take place in our lives regardless of the emotions of whatever is happening. It's, totally. it's easy for us to in a time where things are going wrong, something bad happened to us, something bad happened to a family member to not be faithful and to uh, turn against God in some way or forsake God in some way. And um, I think we have to remind ourselves that our emotions lie to us and they don't necessarily tell truth. They tell us how we feel. Okay. And so we, we often have to, when we're, when you find yourself in the midst of a highly emotional thing, remind yourself of what truth is. And the only way that you can have that grounded truth is by having that truth in your life, the scripture in your life and knowing who God is, what God has said about those things. And so, you know, bad things happen in our lives and you think, man, God hates me. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm going to forsake him. And it's okay, okay, you feel that way because something bad happened. Mm-hmm. But what is the truth of the situation? Mm-hmm. Like, does God hate you? No, he doesn't. Sure, something bad happened, but something good can still come from it. And so, yeah, we have to always be challenging our emotions and things. Like, our emotions aren't truth. They're how we feel. Totally. Yeah, I mean, we have to focus on what we know, not on how we feel. Absolutely. Uh I wrote down what you just said. It was the sorry, I got like distracted by writing down oh. what you had said because it was just good. So I wanted to Oh cool. Yeah. Uh so what uh what does faithfulness really look like like in our real life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been kind of talking about it in abstract. Abstract, yeah. Um yeah, real faithfulness is uh I think there's there's a couple things to it. Um and it's really living in that relationship, right? And we're talking about relationship. We're talking about the even like a marriage relationship. And faithfulness is engaging in that relationship and living by the terms of that relationship. And so we talk about this thing called a covenant, for example. Uh, and uh, as believers, we're in this new covenant with, with Jesus. He died. We accept his blood and his sacrifice covering for our sins we're now saved. And he says, okay, here's, here's what your part of the covenant is. And it's to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love your neighbors as yourself. Everything else is wrapped up in there. And so it's really faithfulness is, are you engaging in building your relationship with, with God? If you're doing that, you're being faithful. If you're not doing that, you're not being faithful. And from a real world perspective, I've been just had my 39th uh, wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. How many of those were happy? (laughs) Just kidding. I think the majority of them were happy. We certainly, I think overall, we can definitely say that. Um, Your dad's put up with me for all these years. Um, Of course, we could say I put up with him too. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. always a two way street. But as far as the faithfulness in a marriage, it goes back to what you said, Scott. It's about the relationship and about it's going back to that covenant. It's, it's going back to that commitment, that marriage license that you said before God, that I take you as my spouse, Mm -hmm. whether husband or wife, and that you are committed to that. And, and I can tell you, I mean, for 39 years, it's, it's never been easy. I would never say it's been easy. And you know, our biggest challenge is now, which is, it's kind of comedy and, and those in my age range can relate probably, but both of um, both of us, our hearing is going. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> we literally do not hear the right words that are coming out of the other person's mouth. And sometimes like we're insulted, we're offended because we think they said something else. So what we've kind of reverted to is when we hear something that sounds off or we're not quite sure we have to reiterate it can back. Can you repeat that? Can you, we, we kind of do... we'll say i heard you say x and then most of the time we we uh, crack up and i'm going to tell you an example (laughs) and some of my close friends know this story but it's really funny so this is about oh gosh seven or eight years ago we were coming home from church and pastor paul was teaching and he was talking about relationships that day and we're driving home and um your dad uh, says to me, I'm so glad that I met you young. And I said, who's Chew Young? I was like, like, who is Chew Chew Young? Young? And of course he was saying, I'm so glad that I met you young. But it was like, it's like our go-to phrase now whenever we have (laughs) these hearing issues. Chew Young, it's a Chew Young. And I know Cindy Phillips, come on, you love this story. And you've, you've said it so many times. And I think... You know, it's just one of those things that we're currently going through. But, you know, it's so easy to get caught up into the offense, the feelings Mm -hmm. part of things. And we have to focus on the relationship and what that that foundation is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the key. And what's the foundation with the Lord? It's his word. And we have to keep going back to it and reminding ourselves this is what's true. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. This is the only truth. This is the truth. And our focus should be on that. Yeah, I think we have to. I, I like that you talked about like the wedding, and I was actually uh, watched a wedding yesterday. It, it was on through Zoom, um, but uh, one of my old uh, coworkers got married yesterday, mm-hmm. and yeah, 
to to sit and hear the vows of the covenant that they're making together like and and to weigh uh to hear the weight of those things that they're really saying like through sickness and health for better or for worse like no matter what situation like i will choose you and this relationship above all else like and it's faithfulness to those those things is what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and uh, i think there's we don't talk about that a bunch when we help new believers convert Mm -hmm. that this is a covenant you're creating with god like yeah you do get these great things but there's a calling now on your life Mm -hmm. and here's how we live Mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, I think sometimes we do ourselves a disservice. I, I would say there's probably a large amount of Christians who don't know that they're in a covenant relationship with with God. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. faithfulness in that context or what it really means to be faithful to God because they feel they never claimed any kind of covenant with him. Right, and I think we're going to talk about that next in our next podcast. We're going to talk about salvation, mm-hmm. and um, so I think we'll be talking about that. Well, and that's why... It's part of why baptism is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about it even at our church, like baptism is like a wedding ceremony. Yes. Like you've been in relationship now with him, but here's like the proclamation in front of everyone else. Like we're committed to each other. I'm going to follow God my entire life. I'm going to obey him. And like, I'm seeking this relationship above all else. And so, um, yeah, once again, I don't, baptism isn't, I don't think a requirement for salvation, uh, but it is something that Jesus has called us to. Mm-hmm. And it does remind us of the covenant that we have with, with God. Absolutely. Um, what, uh, you know, I, you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think it bears maybe like explicitly talking about how much of faithfulness is something that we actively need to choose to do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something we constantly have to choose to do because um, our gut is not faithfulness. This is a fruit of the spirit, not a fruit of the flesh. And so uh, almost all the time, our our gut is to be in the flesh. What feels good for me? What's right for me? How do I do what's going to make me feel good? And you could probably attest even in your marriage relationship, like that's how your gut reaction is. Um, and we look even sometimes, so what can we get from our spouse? Not how can I build this relationship with my spouse? And, um, so yeah, I think it's something we have to actively choose every second of every day of reminding ourselves like, okay, I am in this covenant relationship. Here's the things that I have vowed to do. If I'm going to be faithful, I have to be trustworthy with these things that I've said and proclaimed. Mm -hmm. And while I've always been faithful, um, to your dad and in our 39 years of marriage um, in every way that, that you can imagine. Um, You know, I think I've been a selfish person. I mean, I'm just naturally that way. Like it's easy for me to succumb to the flesh, Mm -hmm. like truly. For most people. Well, probably, but (laughs) I think maybe because I'm just more like outspoken and, you know, maybe it's more apparent with me maybe than others. Um, but what I have found is that when you truly, when you truly follow, if you, when you truly act faithfully and you do those things that you so eloquently stated a little while ago, ultimately you feel so much better about yourself. So it's like when we act out in our flesh, we do something for a real temporary fulfillment Mm-hmm. of our flesh but then after that we're like wanting more right so but when we act out the way that god has set out um our lives for us and when we are in a covenant we're in a marriage and we do selflessly for others we're so fulfilled so it's it's kind of ironic how that works but it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely true and I'll say this too. I think as much as it is active, it's also passive. Um, I think about relationship uh, with someone, right? You and you and dad, the more you've built this relationship together, the more intimacy you've connected with. And you're like in that it's pretty easy to be faithful to that person in that time. It's when we disconnect, we haven't spent time. We're allowing chasms in that relationship that it now becomes choice 
uh, driven by these things that come into our lives. Like, oh, maybe I do want to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And so really the goal isn't like choosing faithfulness in particular situations. It's choosing faithfulness through relationship. Like always building and investing in that relationship makes everything else like side. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about some person coming up and tempting you to break relationship because no, this relationship I have been building is so strong and it's so real and so recent that this is not a difficult choice for me. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, so I watch my grandchildren, um, two days a week, Mondays and Tuesdays. And so during that time and I spend the night there, so I'm, I'm not with your dad. So Mondays and Tuesday until about dinner time when I get home, but I'm with him the rest of the time because I, I work with him at work Wednesdays and Thursdays. And then we watch the kids every other Friday. And then the other Friday we're off and then the weekends. And especially during this time of COVID-19, we're not out and about doing stuff, you know, or if we are like we went to Costco yesterday, first time I'd been to Costco in the morning in like two months. Like I just had no desire, didn't want to go. So we would go maybe like after work and just picked up a few things kind of thing. But um, we went yesterday and I really enjoy spending all this time with your dad. Like, you know, it's just been really cool. I, one would think when, when I'd think like, if I'd think back 20, 30 years, like I have always been pretty independent, love my independence, but he's just so trustworthy and helpful and loving that I enjoy spending time with him. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you guys hear me pouring more coffee. <laughs> it's a coffee morning. It's yeah, it's a coffee mm-hmm. morning for sure. Uh, it's only my second cup. Uh, but it'll probably be my second cup of like five today. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little behind. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, whenever I think about faithfulness, I always think about uh, my stepdad, Mark. Um, and I'll tell a, just a, a brief story about him. Uh, his, uh, you know, early adulthood, uh, he lived a very faithless life. Um and, and when I say faithless, I mean, you know, without faith in God, but also not faithful mm. uh, in, in a lot of different ways. And he got saved. I think he was in his, uh, I think he was in his 40s that he got saved. And shortly after that, uh, he and my mom got together, got married. Um, and faithfulness has been like, uh, you know, a, a big deal to him. And, you know, his, I, I would say probably his like kind of life verse and, and really kind of a mantra for him, uh, has been, uh, uh, faithful, faithful with little faithful with much, which is, I think, uh, part of the sermon on the Mount that, uh, that Jesus says that he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Um, it was after the, the parable of the talents, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and so we would walk, uh, we would park, uh, when I was a kid, when we'd go to church on Sunday, we'd park a couple of blocks away and walk to church because the church parking lot was just, you know, mm-hmm. a madhouse, a madhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the crosswalk, me, my mom and my brother would always cut the last corner of the crosswalk. Cause you know, you're crossing the street and then we'd make a right and we would cut that last maybe 10 feet you know, cut the corner and he would walk all the way through the crosswalk until he got onto the, the sidewalk and then turn. And we would like wait for him <laughs> to catch up. And, uh, and he would always say that faithful with little faithful with much. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he's really exemplified that, but <laughs> for him, it was about making conscious decisions to be faithful in little things mm. in order to train himself uh, to be able to quickly and easily make decisions about being faithful with bigger things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that that's, you know, a real practical thing that we all can do more of. And, and it's just to be faithful with the little things in life, to be faithful with, uh, you know, our integrity. Like you said, Bobby, you know, your word being your bond. Mm-hmm. Um, to be faithful with, uh, you know, not not taking, you know, pens and toilet paper from work, you know, right. like, I mean, like right. it might, it's like, oh, it's a little thing, but you know, faithful with a little faithful with much. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I think that that's something that we can all really, in addition to continually, 
praying to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us every day, in addition to continuing to develop that relationship with God. Because, Scott, I think you're absolutely right that uh, when you're in relationship with someone, you, you we, we all as humans want to be faithful to the people that we're in relationship mm-hmm. with. Absolutely. Um, but I do think that a lot of us struggle with faithlessness. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that this is an easy, practical first step for a lot of us is to start thinking about the little ways that we that's, can be faithful. That's, that's a really good advice, Tyler. I, I really appreciate that. And I think about Mark and just how successful yeah. he has been. He has been trusted with much and mm-hmm. he has done much with that trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not a huge surprise that, you know, when my, or uh, not surprise, I'm sorry, it's not a huge secret family secret that when he and my mom met, he had nothing. Uh, he was driving a Toyota Corolla with no hubcaps, no power windows, no power door, power locks. Uh, he was living in a in a retirement community early, like he wasn't old enough to be in a retirement community, but he knew the guy oh, wow. that owned it, and uh, so you know, kind of got a deal on on living there. And you're absolutely right. I mean, he was faithful a little continually for years, and God has just continued to give him more that he's continued to be faithful with. And, and, uh, and yeah, a great example of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I think that we oftentimes, when we think about faithfulness, we think about, you know, often like we've made the analogy several times about relationship and we think about sexual fidelity and like, that's a big way that, you know, that's a, a big marquee yep. unfaithfulness. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of little unfaithfulnesses mm-hmm. that happen mm-hmm. in a marriage mm-hmm. before it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And it reminds me of the song, um, slow fade, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of, isn't that kind of how oh, I thought you were going to talk about pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, it, it is, it, I think that's just, I yeah. really appreciate you bringing that up Tyler, yeah. because I think that's really kind of what it is because you start out small taking the pencils and the toilet paper from work and then you're like well you know nothing happened to me there that's okay maybe i'll you know do something out um, do something else and and then eventually it's become such a huge issue like perhaps infidelity or something like that so yeah i i I really love that advice i think that's great yeah yeah and when we're talking about faithfulness and relationship um i think like with all relationship, the more regular it is, the easier and more you want to be faithful in that relationship, mm-hmm. which is why it's so important that we're praying, we're reading our Bible, we're going to church, we're engaging in these things mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of like uh, if you've ever been to a camp and they talk about like the camp high, like you're in the midst of an intimacy in that relationship. And so like you feel like you're living a great Christian life. You're not being unfaithful in in those times. And it's because you're engaging in real relationship in those times. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so important for us to, as much as we can engage in those spiritual relationships with each other at church, reading the Bible, praying with each other. Mm-hmm. And once again, all, most of these things were meant to be done in groups. It's mm-hmm. it's, we've become a very individualized culture in the West, mm-hmm. but this entire thing was, very much a familial culture. It was done with those around you that are, that are close to you. You were praying together. You were reading scripture together. You were churching together. It wasn't about doing these things necessarily yourself. Well, and I just want to add, and I'm going to share this. So we had dad and I had lunch with friends yesterday. Now we sat outside. So we met our social distancing requirements. We sat on their patio and had lunch. And, you know, there's nothing like being face to face with people. There's nothing like being in community. I mean, we're doing what we can do now. I I get the whole social distancing and what we're doing right now to um, help the most vulnerable in our population. And and I think we need to continue to do that. Um, But I tell you, being together physically is so important. And um, so just kind of in light of what you were saying. I I think that that's such a, 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 a big point. And I think we've touched on it a little bit here, this idea that, uh, we have a very Westernized idea of, mm-hmm. you know, things like reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, I've, I've heard so many times from people like, well, you need to be, you know, 
uh, reading your Bible alone in, in a closet. Yeah, kind how's of your thing. alone time? Yeah, your alone time. <laughs> and it's like, you know, man, I think about uh, I think about the early church and really for until the advent of the printing press that no one had a Bible. Like yeah. no one had a personal Bible right. for thousands of years. Right. Mm-hmm. None of the, you know, we go back into, you know, the, the Jews uh, wandering, the Israelites wandering through the desert. None of them had a, a their own copy of the, the Torah, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, and that was even a problem with some of the Israelites. There's passages where it's like, and the king found the old manuscripts. Found the Bible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he read it and his heart was broken because yeah. he realized how much they weren't doing it. Right. And it's because they, this wasn't a regular thing. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have, yeah, they just didn't have that. Uh, and, you know, in, in the last, you know, especially uh, I would say probably a few hundred years um, we've become very, uh, we've become very isolated and solo. And, and I'm not saying that we ought not have. No, Jesus had solo time, time as well, yeah. mm-hmm. but it um, wasn't necessarily the common. Yeah. Jesus did. I think about David quite a bit with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- like part of our Bible is David's quiet time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's him, uh, you know, uh, alone with, alone with the Lord. But then, you know, I also think about, uh, David dancing in with the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a very communal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to make sure that we continue to, that we continue to as much as we can, like you said, Bobby, that we do not forsake the meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Abs- mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I'm of the opinion that church is essential. And so I'm hoping that in the near future, we're going to be able to get together one way, shape, or another. Um, is that the right saying? I don't think that's right. One way, shape, or form. One way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, I, I just think it's so important. Even if, you know, we have to do it, we're six feet apart, and we, you know, no hugging, whatever. But just being in the presence of it, you know, um, last week we went to Kaiser Hospital, um, our Sandals Church, Moreno Valley, and to just honor the nurses for nurses day. And we made signs and took snacks and things like that. And they felt very honored, but it was so awesome to be just in the presence of, um, fellow Sandalites six feet away, but just to see each other in person, it's like, we really need that as individuals. And, oh, yeah. um, well, so yeah, we're communal people. We like, are that's how God created people. us. We're relational. We are. And it, and it's not to take away from our individual time with the Lord, because ultimately it is a one-on-one relationship that we have, but we want to share his love and his word with others. Right. And we want to understand it. And, and so that's where having this, you know, it's, it's really helping each other get through this world. Right. And focusing on what's real, the Lord, the truth, as we were talking about, um, until we get to the next. Mm. Yeah. Well, and and we are we are, uh, and we're going to talk about this in our next episode, salvation. But because of what Jesus did, we are God's family, uh, and you know the the thing about family is that you know sure you have a a personal relationship with your dad but that doesn't preclude you and your brother from having a relationship with him together mm-hmm. you know yeah, there's a group dynamic there's just, a group dynamic to and, it and you just kind of like flip the switch in my head when you said that right now what i think about the most is mm-hmm. okay if i look at this from the lord's perspective i mean i love each of my children and mm-hmm. i love to spend one-on-one time with them yeah but I love nothing more mm-hmm. when we have family get-togethers and we're all together. Yeah. Now think about the Lord and what He loves. So He loves when we get together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. thank you. You just kind of yeah turned yeah. that on for me. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, distill this down for a little bit. Uh, well, not for a little bit. We'll distill it down a little bit. Uh, what is sort of the the key uh, takeaway from each of you uh, from this you know brief conversation on on faithfulness? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think for me, as it is with all, it's just worth saying this is a byproduct of relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. 
And so once again, it's not necessarily praying for faithfulness, but it's praying for the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this is a byproduct that comes from that. Uh, and then I think some of the things um, that are worth re-mentioning is faithful with little, faithful with much. Um, and just as you are in these intimate, as you're in an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and, and with God, that these other smaller details aren't things you necessarily have to worry about as much because you will naturally want to fulfill that faithfulness because of your intimacy there. So, And for me, I think also in conjunction with that is um, the faithfulness of the truth, of what is the truth, and the truth is the Lord and his word, and that we need to cling to that and that covenant and any other covenants that we have made, like a marriage, such as my marriage to my husband, Dave. Um, and, and if we focus on that and doing that, um, following our commitments, following through with our commitments, that we will be blessed by the Lord. We may not even see it now, but we will be blessed by the Lord. And I would much rather be blessed by the Lord than to be blessed by men. Mm. Mm. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts that you'd like to share with us, any feedback, we would love to hear it. You can uh, always shoot us an email at hello at realworldpod.com uh, or, uh, or I'm sorry, realworldpodcast.com or you can uh, shoot us a message on Twitter at the real world pod. Uh, but once again, um, my name's Tyler. I'm, I'm here with Scott and Bobby, and we uh, we love you guys. So thank you so much for listening in. And uh, until next week when we're going to be talking about salvation. Yep. Have Thanks a good one, so guys. much. <laughs>